Good morning and welcome to Pause and Pray. Every Wednesday we are meeting and setting aside a little bit of time to delve into God's Word together. We're just going to press pause on all of our distractions, be they good or bad, and just give this time to God and his scripture. Now at the moment, as you may well know, we're working our way through the Gospel of Mark, which is probably the oldest and I think certainly the most action-packed of the Gospels. Certainly it is a book that tends to offer God's wisdom and guidance on a really practical level. And this week I don't think is any different. So this week's scripture passage is Mark chapter 1 verses 21 to 28. It's sometimes called Jesus heals the man with the unclean spirit. Uh, sometimes it's called Jesus teaches with authority. But I actually think it could also be called Jesus is amazing and everyone is amazed. So let's take a closer look and see what you think. So I'm going to be reading from the uh, NLT uh, translation. I'm not quite sure what you'll have at home, but it should come roughly the same. So Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit began shouting, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this, they asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Thus ends the reading. So, I don't know if you're counting, uh, but in this little passage, Jesus is twice called amazing, uh, and once described as causing great excitement. And understandably so, given what happens, and especially if we take a closer look. So where the passage begins, Jesus has just arrived in the very bustling town of Capernaum with his new disciples. We're still very near the start of his public ministry. Uh, it's the Sabbath and it's a busy day at the synagogue. All of the Jewish men flock there to worship God and to hear the scriptures. And being a group of Jewish men, Jesus and the disciples do the same. They follow the crowds and head there as well. It wasn't very unusual on the Sabbath for any new or visiting teachers or rabbis in an area to be invited to come and teach at a synagogue. Um, and Jesus' reputation must have spread already from Galilee, where he's just come from, to Capernaum, because he is invited to do the same. That's what's happening here. He's uh, teaching the Jewish men around him about the scriptures this week. And the people seem to like what Jesus has got to say here. In fact, it says they're listening with amazement, specifically at just how much authority Jesus teaches with. And in other translations, it's uh, specified that the people are amazed particularly at just how clear Jesus is and sensible and practical his teaching is on the scriptures. And that this is unlike the religious leaders who speak in waffle and quotes. And Jesus doesn't need any of that because he's God. He can just tell people what the scriptures mean. And it's a real breath of fresh air for these people. 
and the men listening. So everyone is amazed. And just as they're all sat there awestruck at what they're hearing about God's word, there's an interruption. A man who is variously described in different translations as either troubled or possessed by an evil spirit starts shouting at Jesus. He says, what are you doing here? What do you want interfering with us? And it seems like this man, or rather the spirit possessing him, wants the worshippers just to be left in their confusion and ignorance about God. He really doesn't want Jesus turning up and showing people what the scriptures really mean, who God really is and what his plans for his people are. He wants them left in the confusion that the religious leaders have had them in. And Jesus is so perfect, so amazing in his response to the situation. He doesn't do what I think most people would do if they were interrupted preaching and get all flustered and try and pretend it's not happening or wait for someone to escort the disruptive person out or try and talk over them and just ignore them instead. Instead, Jesus stops everything and engages with the man who's shouting at him and insulting him and interrupting him. Rather, he stops everything and engages with what he can see as actually causing the disruption, which is the spirit that possesses the man. And depending on which translation you're using, Jesus either tells the demon to be quiet or he tells him to shut up and leave the man alone. And uh, with some dramatic screaming and convulsing, the demon does that. He leaves the man's body and the man is presumably healed of this horrible affliction. And the people are amazed. In fact, they are gripped by amazement, it says. Uproar seems to break out in the synagogue everyone talking at once saying what's happening here who is this he has authority he has power over evil his teaching has actual effects and they tell everyone they meet the news of jesus spreads all over the region and for me what's interesting about this story is the amazement that people are feeling about jesus compared with what they're used to experiencing in the synagogue each week these are people who seem to be used to turning up each week because they have to, to listen to religious leaders waffle on about things that they don't really seem to even know about themselves. And they're used to hearing the scriptures discussed with, oh, hang on, sorry, motorbike going past. They are used to hearing the scriptures discussed with no authority and with no discernible outcome or change to their lives or anything about them, with no amazement in sight. These people are, in short, used to the word of God being just that, just words. Dead things with no expectation to bring action or amazement into being. And I think that speaks as much to us today as it does or did to a bunch of Jewish men about 2,000 years ago. Because how often does God's word feel dead to us? How often do we expect to come away from reading the Bible feeling amazed? Or more than that, being gripped with amazement being unable to do anything other than simply be frozen in amazement. Or do we rather expect to come to the Bible and feel some comfort and wisdom, perhaps some hope, or more often than not, just a bit of confusion, maybe even boredom? How often do we think of the Bible as just a long and quite confusing book about God and a lot of strange people from a long time ago doing quite strange things? How often do we think of it as something important and worthwhile, but not particularly exciting and certainly not very amazing? But that's not what scripture is. It's not dead. It's not an empty, powerless thing. It can't be because scripture comes from God and that's not who God is. Scripture is God-breathed. 
It may be written by humans, but God has breathed his life into its stories and poems and histories and pages. It is alive and amazing and active in our lives today. And it will be forever because it's alive with the life of God. It has power because it has God's wisdom and power and action within it. And when we read it together and study it together, we should expect to be amazed because we should expect to be meeting the living God. When we come to the Bible, we come asking for an encounter with God. We come asking for Jesus to speak into our lives and situations and experiences and to show us where God is at work here with us now. We should be amazed because the Bible shows us that even in the tiny, insignificant daily grind of each of our lives, the person who put the stars in the sky is at work. The same person who hovered over the darkness of the Earth's earliest ocean, breathing life and wonder and being into place, is here with us, acting and healing and teaching and waiting for us to notice and waiting for us to recognise him, waiting for us to be amazed and to say God is alive and that means I am too. Truly alive, now and forever. Because this religion we practice is not just a weekly habit. And this book we read isn't just an old relic. And this Jesus we talk about isn't just a dead Jewish guy from a zillion years ago. No, it, it's all alive. It's all real. The gospel that we hear, that Jesus came and lived and died for us and set us free from sin, is the truth. We are loved that much by our maker. And we should be amazed. So as you go into the rest of this week, Let's go and expect to see God at work. Let's expect to feel Jesus near us. Let's expect to feel the Holy Spirit moving among us. Let's expect amazement. Amen and have a wonderful week. <laughs>